welcome back again to the third episode of the In The Country podcast. I hope you all had a lovely weekend and your week is starting off really well and I guess I should introduce today's guest. So, um, hello Emma Foote. Hello Holly, um, thank you for coming. I feel it's a real pleasure to um, be on one of your first podcasts, so um, thank you very much. Lots of you listening will probably know Emma from Instagram. So her Instagram handle is emmafoot724. And we'll talk a little bit more about this um, as the podcast goes on. But essentially through Instagram, Emma has built up a wonderful community of people who follow and engage in her the posts that she puts out sharing her day-to-day life as a female farmer. Okay, so tell us about your your kind of family, how you got into farming and, you know, just give us a bit of an insight into kind of, you know, how it all started for you really. Um, so originally actually I didn't actually want to be a farmer. Okay. Um, I wanted to be in the police when I was younger. Um, yeah, so I kind of, that's what I thought and... Um, I did my A-levels and I did sixth form um, at Thomas Hardy and then I sort of decided I'd quite like to continue on yeah. the family farm um, because I work there like every summer, okay. like, most summers then yeah, yeah. and um, when I could, because um, my parents were separated so yeah. it was a bit harder. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, like from then onwards and I sort of kind of knew yeah. that I didn't want to stop doing that. No, no. I thought if I started doing something else you can't do both and I no. kind of, it was sort of a hobby I suppose and then I sort of thought I can't really imagine life without farming yeah, and definitely. so I wanted to continue that full time and sort of carry on the farm as such, um, being a third generation okay. and um, yeah so we're mainly arable. Um, Got a few beef cattle, um, but unfortunately we're going to, well this year, um, we're going to sell all those and not buy any more in. Okay, are they the ones um, we met in the farm? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> those, yeah. Um, just we're not making any money unfortunately, yep. so um, unfortunately, yeah, have to get rid. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't keep well, it's things. modern farming, isn't it? It's just, that's the reality of how it's, how it's changing. Yeah. It's quite sad. It's funny, isn't it? Like how, like when I was at, I was at school and I was at college, like I was so adamant well for a while I always wanted to do horses I was like I'm never not going to work with horses because I'm never going to change my mind that's what I'm doing and my parents were like please just do something you know that's going to give you some kind of opportunity to potentially make make some money and have a great life for yourself and I was like nope I'm doing horses and that's it and and actually you know I, I was so adamant about it that I, well I went to uh, what do you call it, sixth form. I did one year, did AS levels, and I did philosophy, psychology, ancient history, and I think English language, <laughs> which is just, you know, from what I'm doing now, polar opposite, it's just you couldn't get any further apart. And then when I went to um, college to do the horses and then went to uni, you know, like that was that was working with horses, and I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. And now, obviously, it's kind of, following that same path but but it is different and I never thought that I would want to do I kind of want to be working inside doing this kind of thing I always thought that I'm gonna work with horses so it's really interesting that actually you can 
change what it is that you want to do and yeah. do differently. Yeah. Yeah, working working with a family, family business is really lovely. Whereabouts do you farm? Obviously I'm here but listeners won't know kind of where we are. So you're obviously in Dorset. Yeah, in Dorset, so South Dorset, um, in between like Blandford and Dorchester, so yeah, around that area, okay. as you know. <laughs> yeah, those who probably don't know, it's yeah. probably not, not <laughs> much South Dorset. Dorset. <laughs> um, so do you remember your first kind of experience on the farm? So your first time driving a tractor or, or something like that? Um, Dad said, like, I don't remember this when yeah. I was really young, but when I was a baby, Dad used to have me out on the tractor all the time in the car seat. I was just mm. always in there. The only yeah. thing that would shut me up, oh, <laughs> I would wow. cry. And Dad said, "You just put me in the tractor." And... Well, my friend's got my friend's got um, twin twin boys, and they're they I don't think they are identical. She probably hate me. I don't know, but they're twins. Yeah. And actually, we took them to see James um, on a farm. He was haymaking, and we were like, "Oh, you know, let's let's let them have a go on the tractor." And the one that we thought would love it absolutely would not stop crying, like <laughs> screaming. And we kind of James did a little drive up and down the yard, and he was screaming. And there's pictures of him, and he's like clawing at the glass <laughs> to get out. Whereas the other one, yes. absolutely, there's like the biggest smile on his face. He was <laughs> loving it. He's just completely not not what you'd expect, but it's really strange. And I remember probably one of the first times I drove a tractor because I'm, I'm not a farmer, but I, it was an ex-boyfriend of mine, and he was contracted where well, he was doing, you know, he was working on a, on another farm, and uh, he let me have a go, and he wasn't paying much attention at all, and we were sort of like carting silage, and um, he was like, oh, just just empty the empty the trailer. I can't remember, but whatever I did was the opposite to what I was supposed to do. So <laughs> I think it was empty the trailer, and I you're probably going to tell me how, how it works, but I think I put my foot down, or I lifted it up, and the, the trailer was tipping and tipping and tipping and tipping, and because I didn't put my foot on the accelerator, I think, or I didn't put my foot on something, the tailgate didn't open. Oh, uh, the spool, yeah. So literally, <laughs> the tractor starts coming up and up and up, and he wasn't paying attention, he was on his phone, and then all of a sudden this tractor lifts up, and he's like, oh my god, <laughs> that was awful. So yeah, that sticks in my mind as one of the first times I had a go in a tractor, which was, yeah, memorable. That was one thing, I think you always remember the bad times. <laughs> yeah. But it was, oh, it was probably about six or seven years ago, and we had like the, I didn't do the tailboard up on yeah. the trailer, oh. and it filled up, well, I was taken off next to the combine. Oh. And, um, and then I was like, oh, it's not very full. And I got out, and I was like, oh my god, it was like There's six tons behind like, me. Oh no. <laughs> I always remember but that. Yeah, I always remember that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's funny, isn't it? Um, so, obviously, being a female farmer, um, have you faced? You know, there's so much about um, women in farming now, and it's and it's kind of becoming. You know, there's a lot more awareness that that women can farm just as well as as men. But have you faced any kind of setback from that? Is there anything that you you find harder? Have you had any kind of you know negativity from any you know male kind of members of the team or anything like that? How has that been for you? Um, I think like where I like I work on the farm, obviously, mm. um, my grand driving the combine. I think yeah, you know like yeah. it's in the farm, like mm. in this family, then it's not sort of. Yeah, it's kind of accepted. <laughs> yeah. It's accepted and, yeah. Um, but then 
to be honest, I've had a few things like on social media about yeah. girls shouldn't be driving tractors or whatever, but really? I just think if you can do it, why not? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and like to be honest, I did struggle. Like I went like contracting with Jack for a bit. Like mm-hmm. he needs a hand, like silaging, so I went there for a bit and. Um, like it's silly, but like little things like putting in like the air pipes in the back of the yeah, tractor, like yeah, it's quite hard but <laughs> And like I was determined I'm going to do it. So what you did what I did is just stood on the drawbar yeah. and pushed in, like, right, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you know I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're all like very nice and everything and I've like worked with a few other people and like they've been nice but yeah. um Well that I mean, makes the massive difference. And yeah. yeah, when people are nice you think, yeah, okay, or like I don't really like I don't know. I suppose I don't like the attention if someone's yeah. like, oh, you're a woman or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know, I got a bit shy to start off with, and then I sort of overcome it. And yeah. It's just, yeah. Well, I guess it is, you know, yeah. you always feel like with anything, if there's, if there's some kind of like, scepticism or stereotype, essentially, that there's going to be eyes on you if you're doing something. And so that automatically yeah. makes you doubt yourself sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> I remember one time I was um, working for someone who wanted maize, a local farmer, and. Um, I was just overtaking a tank on the bypass, <laughs> and one of the other men like saw me on the CV in the chat, and they're like, "Wait, go, man!" And I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> but like it's sort of support, like yeah, things yeah, like exactly. that. And I thought, like you know, I fit in with the team, like yeah. which was nice. Yeah, I think, like you don't feel like you're the odd one out. So. No, and that's really special. That's yeah. really special. And we, when I was in New Zealand, um, the contractor that my uh, partner at the time was was working for, there was one girl. I think, who had come out for, she'd come out a little bit later, but she'd been there the season before, I think, and she was phenomenal. Like, she was borderline better than some of the guys because she was just, you know, I think she probably had that sort of feminine touch, so probably a little bit more patient with with certain things. (laughs) Um, But she was fantastic. But I do remember her sort of saying that um, some of them, like some of the kind of uh, seasonal guys who would come over, you know, they would kind of make fun or joke and and actually you know I think she said that one of the things she found quite hard was sort of um hitching up sometimes when you have to get out and and kind of help do it she she was like that 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 can be quite hard and that's probably the one side of it that that is a struggle and is kind of an unavoidable struggle is the yeah the sheer strength yeah yeah it's tricky but when it comes to actually operating machines and the knowledge there is no there's no kind of inequality there because no. women cannot be just as great as men at that yeah um so that's really interesting um and one thing i really did want to talk to you about was essentially we we can't not talk about veganuary we can't not <laughs> talk about that it would it would be a sin if we didn't but obviously being a, a farmer working you know full-time on the farm your lifestyle your everything is is you know, revolves around the farm. How? I mean, what? What is your kind of viewpoint on it? Because it's it's everywhere at the minute. Yeah, it does seem to be going a bit crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, too particular. <laughs> yeah, like for me, I think it's it just seems to be, you know, it's it's the lack of support. I think for, or, or not necessarily the support, but the, like the the bias. Yeah. Which which totally, is just yeah. and it's and it's an unfair bias if it was a balanced kind of. Um, you know, both sides of the argument. Yeah. You could you could entertain the conversation, but I think because it seems to be so un, unfair, yet it's it's being broadcast on like n- you know international mainstream media. You you can't avoid that 
that argument and so you know it, it must just be devastating it's infuriating for me and, I, and i'm not yeah necessarily <clears throat> i'm not a farmer i think what mainly annoys me is they're saying they're vegan due to environmental reasons yeah. which i completely disagree with mm. but mainly i think like 90 percent of the soya is gm from america anyway and yeah. you know i just don't understand how well, for example, well, I know it's a bit of a tangent, but no. like our oilseed rape then, yeah. um, we can't have the seed dressing here anymore, yet we'll import it from New Zealand and Australia, yeah. and that's acceptable. It's kind of the same sort of water, thing, yeah. like we could grow soya, GM soya over yeah. here, we're not allowed to. Like I think that's quite annoying that there could be a market yeah. here. Oh, okay. um, I think that's just where I feel yeah. it's a bit like standing back for us British farmers, really, that oh, we could produce that. Well, yeah, there was a, like that pig thing, wasn't it? Like, oh, I don't yeah, think how to steal pigs and instruments from people. Okay, right. If you want to be a vegan, fine, but don't steal, like, don't come Yeah, because that, is a, that is a crime. It is, yeah. And, and it's almost saying that it's acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the issue I have. That's, like, yeah, that's yeah. the problem, I think. And, and it almost seems that that, that kind of activist behaviour is, is accepted because it's, it's um, in the name of, you know, animal welfare when, when actually it's not it's not mm. um and i think somebody who replied to my story actually said that um i like don't quote me and don't i'm not quoting this person <laughs> essentially because he was like don't quote me but um i think he was suggesting that there might have been an investment from a vegan businessman or company to either bbc or channel 4 or whatever it was um to produce these programs mm. Which is just—it's impossible. How how, yeah, how can you are we ever that? Gonna, yeah, yeah. How are we ever going to get that that kind of opportunity? It's it's really kind of we're, we're unable. You know, British farming and British farmers don't get the kind of um, don't get the airtime. And then we were saying that there's a new series, Born Mucky, Life yeah. on a Farm or on the farm, and actually it's fantastic. And, and essentially, it's great that that's being produced, but my argument is, why, why is it not on BBC yeah. or ITV? That's where it should be, mm. when all these programmes get that that airtime. Um, so, so yeah, it's a real bugbear for me, and, and yeah, for a lot of people. So, you know, I felt that we, we can't have this conversation without, without talking about it. Um, so, social media. Um, is another thing that I want to speak to you about because yeah. lots of people listening to this and um, who follow me and you will probably know you by your name, which is Emma Foot, on Instagram especially. Um, and so your you know your your Instagram account has kind of become you know, a thing in itself. People people follow you, they love to see what you do, they love to hear from you. And so really was that like a conscious move for you? Was it a conscious decision to kind of start sharing your life your experiences your life on the farm um it's basically it's just my personal profile um it just started off a few photos around the farm and just more and more people commented and just you know interested and want to know what's going on which is great so i thought well you know maybe i should start sharing some more if this is what people like um and I thought it's a great opportunity for British farming to actually yeah. for people to see what goes on and see what hard work goes into farming and yeah. a bit of an insight really and yeah, hopefully people might definitely come well, into farming yeah. as well. So And you probably um, have, you know, you've probably inspired more people than you you might think, you know, from, from following you because one you're a 
your, your female, your woman. And, and two, you know, the photos that you put out there, it gives people an insight. And one thing I always used to say was, you know, that, that although I'm not a farmer by any means, I would have a clue what I was doing if you were to ask me to help you. <laughs> but, you know, I think if you don't have the opportunity to kind of learn through immediate friends, immediate family, through college, actually from these accounts, from these people sharing what they do, you can learn so much. Yeah. And so, you know, people who are potentially looking to, to get into farming, from, from following you and from following accounts like you, they can actually get a head start and they, they can really, you know, kind of get the groundwork in from, if they want to, from, from learning from the content that you put out there. And then I thought, we could talk about um, your biggest oops moment on the farm. Do you have one? <laughs> um, well, I think I kind of said earlier, covered yeah, on yeah, it. Um, yeah. That, yeah. Apart from the um, <laughs> Yeah, apart from showering you, but <laughs> just a minute ago, my glass of water. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, okay. yeah, so this is about oh, seven years ago. And... You know, I couldn't tip in the pit because it's full up yeah. and we were drying corn. I thought, quickly, let's take this trailer off and put another one on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you want to order a rush at harvest, mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta get to the combine quickly. <laughs> so, I put it on. I thought, well, I didn't even think of it at the yeah. time. But anyway, went up to the combine and um, dad unloaded into the trailer. And I thought, where's the corn? <laughs> Oh, I looked behind and I was like, oh my god, oh. there's like six ton of it and trailed behind. What did you do? Um, oh. I had to bring the loader up and shovel it all into oh, the bucket. Goodness. Yeah, so. Um, I bet you weren't everybody's favourite. No, because everyone had to help as well because the combine had to be stopped. So, um, yes, um, so now. I always remember, even if you think it's reversed in the shed, yeah. always check. Yeah, it takes yeah. two seconds and that took yeah. a long time. Well, those, so, those big moments, as we said, they're, they're always, always almost, you know, the most, you learn the most from them. Yeah, and definitely. They, they massively stick in your mind. Mm. Um, so just talking about harvest and combining, your nan, who we saw, was it on Phoebe? Yes, yes, she was. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about her and... Um, so my grandparents, they live just down the road actually, okay. um, so it's kind of like a little community yeah, yeah. <laughs> down here. Because Jack's um, not that far either, is No, he? he's, yeah, about, well his parents are about six miles and then his other farm's at about ten miles away. So it's wow, really cool. close. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, um, Gran actually um, came from Somerset okay. and Granddad's dad had a machinery business, yeah. and that's how my grandparents met. Grand, oh, granddad yay. went to their farm, oh, <laughs> and, so and then anyway, oh, um, then they bought this farm here yeah. in Dorset, um, and then they sort of oh, bought really a couple fields, yeah. and then bought a couple more. And uh, yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, how old would she be now, if you don't mind me asking? She's ninety-one. Nice one. And will yeah. she be driving your combine this year? She wants to, she yeah, wants yeah. <laughs> she's always keen. So, um, she, yeah, she's very good for her age. Like, her garden is just absolutely stunning. My nan is not as energetic as, as yours. <laughs> no way you wouldn't catch my, my grandparents driving a combine or a car, for that matter, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, good on her. Um, so, 
So, to, let's talk about Jack and, and his farm and how that comes into things and how you guys met because obviously, you know, we're not at your house now. Yeah. But but you you two live together and as you've just said, you know, your farms are very close to each other. So how, you know, do you are they obviously are they separate family farms completely or do you kind of No, everything's no, all completely separate. separate. And if he um, they actually dug out a track for us this year. So he charges us. And and then yeah, I think really business is business yeah, so yeah, no, <laughs> I keep that separate yeah, um, so or if, yeah and when I like work for them I charge them as yeah. well so I feel oh, like that's, really, yeah, <laughs> so that's, really, really that's how we just work we just you know when we're working together we're just like you know yeah. we're in work mode oh, wow. <laughs> so we so keep it quite separate James, <laughs> no way I would come out with James he asked me to sometimes help him with the sheep and I'm like no there's no way we can do that we just can't get on at all um but did you meet through the farming community or yes young yeah. farmers young farmers yeah okay okay cool yeah so that is the uh that's <laughs> country the, <story> that... <laughs> the country dating uh yes literally club that would be yeah god i was never i was never actually a member of young farmers um i have lots of friends that are and, and were yeah um and we actually went to one once we <laughs> We weren't really invited, but we went along anyway to a local farm. It was a local farmer's, um, sort of young farmer's party. He was hosting it on his farm. And it actually turned out, only when we got there, that we were invited by somebody who was a member of young farmers, I will just point out. But <laughs> we were, and we went along. Okay, and yeah. um, it, it turned out that it was a reunion for <laughs> that year of young, of, of, you know, young farmer's members. I think it was probably... 30 or 40 years ago and so all these you know not elderly farmers but, <laughs> yeah. but mature farmers <laughs> um, and their partners and, and even some of their kids they were there and they were having a really fantastic farm party <laughs> and, and we just rocked up and, and but they'd stayed in touch for such a long time and it was really really lovely oh yeah um, so it definitely does seem from from my you know stance point that it is a massive community on farmers and are you, are you still a member? Um, no, just I'm still within the age bracket, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. just Jack's a bit older as well, mm-hmm. and he's yeah, and my other friends are older, yeah, so yeah, I've um, done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still keen for a party sometimes, yeah. but uh, normally it's a house party or something, yeah, and yeah. you can invite the right people because yeah. otherwise like I'm a bit old sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And. We obviously we caught up at um, I think it was the Fairfax and Faber event, was it? Yeah. Was it March, late October, I think, oh, October yeah. last year, um, and which was really lovely. And we, we were um, there with lots of other bloggers and kind of influencers within the country style yeah. umbrella, um, which again was really lovely. And lots of people probably saw various you know accounts of that on on everybody's social media yeah. we were all at it <laughs> yeah um but essentially you you've kind of become a, a sort of i don't want to say style icon because it's a it's a weird horrible <laughs> word but you you have kind of you know some of your following has probably gravitated towards you because because of your your style um and the images that you put out from that and so I just kind of wanted to really talk about that and whether that was like an intentional kind of 
Yeah, well, like I say, it's just my personal one. Um, and to be honest, like, I love being on the farm, but then I also love, like, dressing up and making yeah. myself feel good. Yeah. And I like to wear nice clothes. And, yeah. and you yeah, fit just... into the boots, <laughs> I definitely don't fit into the boots, as we found out. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I just like country fashion, and I just... I suppose it's my hobby then, really. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't really have any other hobbies, and yeah. fashion is one of my hobbies, and yeah, country fashion and. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. <laughs> That's really um, are you at home more in wellies than than kind of? Are you more at home on the farm, I suppose, than you are out and about? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I do love to go out with my friends every now and again, but. To be honest, as soon as I get home, I whip that off yeah. and put on the comfy clothes yeah, and the wellies. There's nothing better. <laughs> Cut clothes and wellies. There's nothing better. Um, so really, I guess, are you? You know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to kind of know what your what your plans are. Obviously, you're working on the family farm, and you know, is that is that that's a full time thing for you now? So, yeah. have you got any kind of plans for the next year or two, or? Or anything like that. And you've obviously you've been to New Zealand, haven't you, as well? We yeah. About that, so um, <laughs> I would love to go back. <laughs> yeah, that's always a given. Everybody would love to go back. Yeah, I keep trying to persuade Jack, but um, yeah, I don't think he's keen. I suppose the demands, though, especially for him as well with his his farm. You know, you, you are needed here, and farming's a you know like three hundred sixty-five yeah. year business. Mm. Um, so well, I suppose it's a bit more relaxed for me because we're well, we're going to be all arable next yeah, year. Okay. So well, it's not just leave them, but yeah, yeah. it's a bit more flexible. Yeah. But whereas Jack's got the contracting business as well, it's like yeah, he's, um, I suppose his is yeah, a bit different. more demanding. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, so yeah. What are you planning um, on the farm next year? Then obviously, you're kind of um, yeah. So we're sort of yeah, what we're selling the cattle yeah. um, and just well. Um, we're actually growing peas, spring mm-hmm. peas this year because all our oil seed rate failed. So oh, nice. um, I'm sure they'll be fun to harvest. Because yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. everyone says don't grow peas because they'll go down flat. So um, yes, that'll be quite mm. interesting. And um, yeah, maybe have a look at some other crops and more to go into our rotation yeah. if we can't grow oil seed rape anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I also really didn't been know that. is that just a wider. Um, it's basically because um, seed dressing had been banned, okay. um, has been banned then, sorry, um, in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so the flea beetle, yeah. like, they're attacking it, like, it used to protect the, the crop and okay. it took it grow up lovely. Yeah. You have a great crop, but um, unfortunately they just ate it as soon as it was coming up this and year. was that in recent years that they banned this? Or? Um, was it about two, three years okay. ago, I think? Yeah, so, yeah, fairly recent, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, but we hadn't actually struggled with it before. Okay. Um, but this year, I don't know, it seems like the flea beetle is sort of moving around, so it was really in yeah. the east, and now I think okay. it's sort of moved down. Some people have got crops. I mean, we do have a crop up there, mm. but the larvae have landed in there. Yeah. And our agronomist said, probably spray it off and put another crop, because oh, yeah. if you put all like the fertilizer and sprays on and everything, like obviously that's a lot of money, mm-hmm. and then you might not get a crop at the end of it, because they yeah. would just eat yeah. it. So. Um, he sort of advised to try and go away from that so we've got to think about what to put in our rotations yeah. um, with that as well um, and hopefully um, apply for some more stewardship schemes and okay. yeah. more environmental um, schemes on the farm. Yeah. So, well, James yeah. and I we were talking we were watching Born Lucky Life on the Farm <laughs> and um, we were actually talking about how um, you know 
the, 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 yeah, three families that they follow, three farmers from, from different areas of the country that they follow over the over the programme. And they're talking about how, you know, how difficult it is and the margins that they make and you know, farming must be incredibly tough as an industry to, to, to work in and and I guess what I'm kind of trying to get to is your your crops, what what do you grow them for? What's kind of the end goal? Do you sell them to you know if you kind of see what Um so like for example then we grow um spring barley variety. Yeah. Um, malting variety mm-hmm. and that will get exported for okay. brewing then um, so obviously we get a premium over that so mm-hmm. we really want to get the malting grade for that yeah um, unfortunately because um, the, the wheat millers now have moved yeah. from Southampton well we've never really grown um, milling wheat um, so our ground's not really suitable for mm-hmm. it either but um, and grain also you need to get the correct bushel weight so okay. it needs to weigh right if it's really light yeah. stuff it's no good and it'll get rejected so okay. you could spend all year trying Growing to grow this, this crop or gonna get rejected yeah. anyway wow yeah okay. so you've got to be you know you've got to keep your eye on it and you've got to keep your eye on slugs all the time there's mm-hmm. always something trying yeah. to get it so you've and really I guess got to the cost of that and, and I think it was they were actually talking about the cost of um farms are tight but you have to be because yeah. you don't know what next year is going to bring no. you know the year previous might be a good year but you can't spend all your money because no, you, you could put in the same amount of effort and work mm-hmm. but if the weather's not right the weather's not right and, and you, you could lose that, yeah exactly you, really? so it's, oh God, it just seems, it's, just, it's a bit of a gamble This year, oh sorry, last year, last harvest, um, a lot of our milling oats went up to Bedford. Mm-hmm. Um, they were paying a good price. Whereas this year, sorry, as in yeah, harvest, yeah. <laughs> um, 
that's gone for export because they were paying a better price. So we just sell it to the grain merchants mm -hmm. and they'll have a contract set up with whoever okay. and then they'll send it to, yeah. So that's we sort of just deal with the middleman as yeah, such. Yeah. And then, um, and that's probably another interesting point really because and it's the same I think with, with meat um, and you know the, the price of meat and the price of buying British and with, with fashion, with anything really, that mm. actually if, if the price for businesses is isn't kind of sustainable in this country then to sustain their own businesses they're gonna yeah. they're gonna go elsewhere so you almost think well something has to change in this country yeah definitely for them to you know for, for the, the future of the industries whatever one it is to have a chance of, of sort of flourishing as, mm. as people are saying that, that it needs to but to hear that and you kind of say, okay, well, you know, the, the, the middleman says Britain isn't paying enough, so you yeah. should go here. You know, really think, well, surely there's a problem there. Yeah, um, it should that be. needs addressing. Yeah. yeah, you should be saying, well, you know, you, you need to be paying more. But obviously for, for that person over there who's buying your crop, if, you know, it, it's a domino effect, isn't it? Which is yeah. really phenomenal, but that's obviously a, a problem that needs addressing kind of industry-wide. Um, yeah, definitely. It'd be nicer if we could be a bit more self-sufficient yeah, and definitely. not having to rely on, on, on exports yeah. and imports as well. Yeah, um, it's, yeah it's really it's, it's baffling, really, mm. how, how it works, but that's business at the end of the day, really, isn't it? Mm. Um, and I guess I would ask you if, you know, if, if there are any people listening who, and I often get asked about producing features on on how people women especially how, how people can can get into farming if they don't have um a background within it necessarily so i guess i'm kind of going to ask you to if you have any advice for those people okay um yeah really i would say experience is the main thing like if you are a farmer looking at somebody's cv you don't want to see anybody that you know doesn't have any experience mm -hmm. or try and get experience somewhere get your certificates because everyone likes certificates yeah. if they see oh yeah you're qualified for your telehandler your pa1 pa2 you know that's yeah. the some of the key points that farmers do look for and if you've shown that you're you've committed to it and um you're committed to work mm -hmm. then um yeah i think that's a great start like yeah. possibly going to college and um yeah because any, anyone can go to college really can't yeah. you whatever age you are and, and i think also you know for for the risk of of, of farmers potentially you because know, i there was one point where i really did consider going into farming and actually i was sort of the, the only real option for me at the time i was thinking was like a kind of apprenticeship type thing yeah and um i think it was a working pupil at the time but actually a lot of them sort of were saying, and, and you may be able to kind of clarify this, that, that for somebody that has, has no qualifications and no experience, you know, you guys pay insurance for your machinery, yeah. for people to drive your machinery and things like that. And so if someone's coming to you and saying, I really want to work on a farm, I want to get some experience, I want to get into farming, yeah. you have to consider that from a from a professional point of view and also from a safety point of view. Because yeah, definitely. If, I'm assuming if, if you're saying you know oh you can't have me driving your your fence tractors because I will crash them most likely <laughs> and it will cost you a hell of a lot of money. Um, so so you would you wouldn't probably you just wouldn't because for insurance basis you you know 
am I, am I, am I right thinking that? Really? Well, yeah, you do need some sort of yeah. training because, you know, there's um, telegraph wires, yeah. um, <laughs> electric wires, yeah. and like, there's lots of things to consider. Like, yeah. it's not just getting a tractor and no. like so many different safety, like that needs to be mm. spoken through as well. Um, yeah. But I would, yeah, I would definitely say like, just get qualifications that you can just get from a local college, like, because yeah. then it shows wherever you're applying that you're committed to it and I think mm-hmm. it shows good initiative that you're keen yeah. not just I'm really keen can I do this yeah. like yeah. I, yeah. I think that's that, a really good yeah. point yeah. Yeah. so talking about your your family farm and how it kind of you know, it's been in the family for a few generations now um have you kind of have you needed to diversify in in any kind of way obviously I know you live with, with Jack your partner mm-hmm. um and obviously you keep, you keep the two businesses separate but you know, in, in farming in modern day, have you have you had to try and have you had to diversify really? Or um, well, Jack and I both live on one of his parents' farms, and next to our house was a well, a garage with like a granny annex um, <laughs> on the top, and yeah, basically it needed a lot of work. And Jack's parents had sort of suggested if we wanted to do it up with our own money, um, we could do it up and have that as our sort of side business as such and a bit of extra money coming in so um actually yeah it was last january started doing it up and had a few little problems here and there but it was sort (laughs) of i suppose we did it over weekends and um i had my dad out to come and help me oh it looks amazing because i saw it last time it looked absolutely incredible (laughs) um dad came out because um he's quite good with plumbing and all sorts of stuff yeah (laughs) and tiling and stuff so it was quite good that dad could help me with that um, so that's sort of like Jack and I's little. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. it makes it makes you know it makes you some money by having people come in. And, yeah, and, and it's good social as well, like yeah. meeting new people and hopefully you know, like you know saying oh you yeah, have a walk around the farm yeah, and sort of maybe yeah. learn a bit more and if you'd have like. Have you to... had any uh, really weird people stay? No, not yet. No, no, no. And do you do you do you kind of do it through through word of mouth through your own? advertising or, or can people find it on sort of like um, so we are on airbnb as yeah. Wickham lodge mm-hmm. um, um yeah i set up an instagram account for them as well and we also got a facebook um page and we've had a few bookings through really um cool. both um i think yeah. yeah trying to get out there really it's not it's not a five-star accommodation no, but it's just a little no. farm stay yeah, yeah. um and we're just 10 minutes away from weymouth beach so well, that's really good for, for you that you've kind of got a <clears throat> An extra source of income for you both. That, yeah, that's easy to manage essentially. Um, yeah, and definitely. hopefully we'll, you can carry on doing that for for quite a while. So yeah, that's really good. I think I think we've pretty much covered it to be honest. Um, yeah, I think so. Thank you very much for coming on and, and being being a guest. It's been really lovely to, to catch up with you and have a look around the farm and everything. Yeah, that's great yeah lovely to see you <laughs> nice <laughs> to show you around as well yeah so. yeah meet another chicken yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, thank you very much